I'm Dave Gray, and this week I learned it does not matter for whom the bell tolls, it, it tolls for Supida Man. Yeah, I lost the thread there. <laughs> I'm Kevin Matthews, Scottish film fan living in England, and uh, this week, right up front, I'm going to encourage people to like and subscribe and give us lots of love, because I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of movie podcasts. And this week, so far, I've heard uh, Spontaneous described as oh, some rom-com that I've not seen. I know it has rom-com elements. It's about people spontaneously combusting. So I think that's a big part of it. I've heard it's uh, pondered that it may have been... Uh, it was someone asking who directed The Driver... And they thought it was Michael Mann, uh, which I would have understood if they'd just gone for Nicholas Winding Refn, just with the title confusion. But I'm shouting at my podcast player, Walter Hill, Walter Hill. And then, and Tyler can help us with this one, I was listening to people discuss Priscilla, the movie, and one person asked, oh, but is the soundtrack good? And the other person said, oh, yeah, a lot of Elvis songs, you know, What's the, the main thing about Priscilla, Tyler, that you might be able to tell me? There isn't a single Elvis song in the movie. That is correct, my friend. And <laughs> I knew that you would have noticed that. It is quite a good soundtrack, but they didn't have the rights. I think there's maybe one version of Wooden Heart, but there's no Elvis songs by Elvis through it. And I remember that. So, yeah, we deserve a like and subscribe because we might be covering films like Zoom In sex apartments <laughs> but we do it trying to be armed with knowledge and informed opinions that is all i'm tyler hosley and this week i learned you should always have a nice quickie before going on a bike race with or without a condom uh, whichever you prefer but apparently you don't come in first place if you wear a condom so one of the one of the movies this week is not an advocate for safe sex. And this is Raiders of the Podcast. Yay. <laughs> I mean, I thought I might get one or two people to like and subscribe. You and did, then, and then Tyler just, lost them immediately. <laughs> you're that panda in the gift just smashing up the computer room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy January. <laughs> oh man, I'm just yeah, I'm Tyler. What can you say? That's just me. Um, well, I didn't do any homework this week, uh, so I just watched one movie. I watched the Wizard of Gore remake, which for some reason I remembered being way better than it actually is. Uh, the original isn't good either. And don't get me wrong, I love Herschel Gordon Lewis and his movies, but technically they're not really good movies, but I love them anyway. The remake, though, is just kind of boring, which is a fucking shame because they had Crispin Glover as the fucking lead. Perfect casting in such a generic shit remake. And he's good in it. Crispin Glover is very good in the movie. But everything else in the movie, meh. Bad CGI gore. It's a bad movie. It's It came out during that whole, like, Dimension Extreme days. If you remember all those movies that came out, like Diary of the Dead? and Oh, I do. No matter how hard I try not to. Pulse 2, 3. I think there was like three pulses that came out. I, yeah, let's it's... not talk about the American Pulse. You promised me we wouldn't <laughs> discuss the American Pulse anymore. 
Yeah, they're bad. Um, and the Wizard of Gore remake is about on par with those. So, yeah, it's not good. But Crispin Glover is amazing. And if you're going to watch it, just watch it for him. But the movie's bad. And uh, that's me. I got quite a lot watched. And I will say, I think something's... Well, I, I know I worry about people thinking I ramble on and spew out too many titles that I watched. But it's generally not everything I watched. So people should bear that in mind. Like, I have no other life. <laughs> when I'm not working, I try to cram these movies. And like Tyler, actually, I did watch Priscilla at last. I got a chance to go along. You liked Priscilla, didn't you, T? I loved Priscilla. It was in my top ten of the year, actually. And I I didn't. I thought it looked lovely. I thought um, the lead actress, uh, is it Kaylee Spaney? Yes. Uh, am I close? Hey, uh, I thought she was very good. I just think I know that Coppola was doing it you know, from the memoir uh, by Priscilla Presley. But I think I think someone telling that story could have brought more of a critical eye to it. Like the objectivity that I suspect Priscilla herself wouldn't have because she very much spent years pretty much being groomed. Uh, so it's... It has one or two moments of people saying, uh, does that seem a bit strange? And then really goes over it very quickly. So I was disappointed in that. But I say it looks good. Um, I like I like that actress and her role. And I enjoyed the soundtrack, although there were no Elvis staples in it. <clears throat> I dived in at last to Bo is Afraid, which I really enjoyed. I thought it was very funny. Uh, very twisted. I can see why people would hate it. I can see why people would uh, not find it funny and therefore hate it even more for the I think that's another two and a half hour runtime. Did you guys watch Bo's Afraid yet? I can't recall. No, no, I've seen the short. I like the short. I just it's just it's two and a half hours I have not had time to spare for. I have seen it. I was not a big fan of it. I uh, I like Ari Aster's work for the most part. I love Midsummer. I love Hereditary, but I was I just couldn't get into Bo is Afraid, and it's too long. And I love Joaquin Phoenix. He's great in it. I just couldn't get into the movie. I don't know what it was. It just, just funnily enough, I thought if you watched it, you wouldn't like it, and you know why? Because of the comparison point in my mind, anyway. It it's Ari Aster with a sprinkle of Wes Anderson. It is, actually. That's like pretty yeah, fucking accurate. There's a lot of the very, uh, you know, overly stylized staging and, like, layers of fakery uh, throughout everything. So I was like, I wonder if TLC this is a dark version of Wes Anderson and hates it. But I, I really liked it. But as I say, it's it would be absolutely all too easy to meet anyone who hated it and nod along conversation and be like, yeah. And they could hate it for exactly the same reasons I ended up loving it, and I was surprised by how much I really, really enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy Faux. Uh, that's on Prime Video now, and it's a shame because I really like Saoirse Ronan and Paul Mescal, who are the leads in this. It's a sort of low-key and focused sci-fi drama, but it doesn't 
do enough to develop the main characters and also doesn't do enough to expand you know what we glimpse of the world around them so it's a, a largely unsatisfying experience i got some martial arts shenanigans with come drink with me uh, a bit of a bit of a minor classic that i've owned for a while and it was on movie so that kicked my butt to watch them very good i finally did the mark jenkin double bill of bait and ennis main and um first off i really liked bait immediately it's a very specific uh, look and feel that I responded to. I thought the, there's there's a central performance that's great and a supporting cast that's really good. really liked it. In this main, I think I'm going to have to wait until I rewatch it because it's even more of a mood piece. Uh, but very well done. Um, it's it's just yeah, it's it's one to mull over a bit more. I watched the Inspector Wears Skirts, which I had fun with. It's not as good as some of the other um martial arts from that era that I've watched in the past year or so. You know, we covered uh writing wrongs. Did we cover one or two of the Yes Madam films? I think we did, didn't we? I think so. One one or two of those. Anyway, um, it's not as good as those, but it's fun. And then Daddy Dave will be pleased because I have started my 70th anniversary completist watch of Godzilla movies. Rewatched the original, fantastic. Watch Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is enjoyable and you can see why it's made, but it's also very patronising and uh, just racist and of the time and then i watched godzilla raids again which i enjoyed even though i've already forgotten the name of the other little monster that godzilla was fighting with in that one which dave can tell me now pop quiz dave pop quiz okay um godzilla raids again is oh crap uh i'm gonna remember it give me a second it looks a bit like a first draft of uh, Gamera. Spiky, <laughs> spiky shell. A bit. It, it, it does. It's Oh, it's Angaris in that one. Angaris? All ah, right, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, like all yeah. four. He appears in a bunch of them. Uh, yeah. Not one of my I'd, favorites. I don't mind it, but this is really my first time. Well, no, um, I, I, I'm in Angaris as a... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Godzilla antagonist. I think it's a fine flick. It's just that one costume never really clicked in all its different. It always looks like a guy on all fours. I mean, apart from any we've watched for the show, which I think may actually only be the uh, Gamera films, I've not watched any of the other original Godzilla installments apart from King Kong. And that's that's ridiculous. So I figured really? the 70th year anniversary is the time to uh, redress that balance. Yeah, yeah they just uh, because Dude. I always want always wanted to make time to to really kind of soak them up. And I think I think before I was into films as much as I am now. So say in my early twenties or so, when I was catching clips of Godzilla, it it didn't win me over. I didn't have that uh, automatic affection for it. 
and then every time you revisit the original, you remember how great that is. But you have to start accepting how the series goes in different phases for many years. And now that that appeals to me, knowing the sort of level of affection that goes through a lot of them. And that was me. I uh, I had a, a, a more weird and varied week. I started it with The Shadow of the Cat, which is a universal-released Hammer film from the, I think, early 60s, which I'd never heard anybody talk about until it popped up on Criterion. I think it was on Criterion. And it's about a cat, a house cat, killing people in revenge for killing its master. And it is amazing. I loved this movie. It is it is so ridiculous and so like it is so ridiculous and done so straight that I just there's nothing like watching six grown ass adults being terrified of a tabby of this old fat cat. It is it is beautiful. I cried. You should go you should go watch it. You should go look it up and you should go watch it. It's absolutely Amazing. Not only have I seen that, Dave, but I own it and I very much enjoyed it as much as you did. Nice. Yeah. Uh, then I went because I was on Criterion and I watched Life of Boat, the 1944 Hitchcock film. Uh, I've seen it before, but it's been a while. It's enjoyable. I, I don't think it's one of my favorite Hitchcock films, but. I do think it's one of my favorite Steinbeck adaptations. So, you know, uh, bonus points for that. Yay. Uh, I just, I like seeing Tallulah Bankhead stuff. I enjoyed her. So, you know, thumbs up for that. I watched When Evil Lurks, the uh, most recent film by terrified and satanic Hispanic director Demian Raguna Rugna sorry uh, yeah that was that was really good I enjoyed the crap out of that if you haven't seen it it's on Shutter. worth a look up it's very good have you seen that yet T I did I love that one as well I forgot yeah. to mention that one this yeah it's, it's really good yeah I really that's it's one of those ones that like I didn't have Shutter for a while because you know all the things, all the things expire for a couple months and then I'll get back. And I just picked up uh, AMC Plus for a year at a, a discount, so I've been you know catching back up, which is why I watched Puppet Man, and I hated the Puppet Man. I I hated this movie so much. It just it's not funny. Like there's there's movies where they just don't try because they think. Uh, the audience is fucking dumb. This is one of those movies, like, the cast doesn't, they, they don't try. I assume they've had acting lessons at some point, but none of them, uh, you know, would let you know that from their performances. I assume the screenwriter has written something at some point that wasn't, you know, painful to hear. Uh, but that wasn't this. I, I guess the director probably has some talent because, you know, there was, like, two scenes or two kills that like intercut between each other that, I mean, you know, they were better in the movies they got lifted from, but they were okay ish enough, except for lacking any suspense or 
tension of any kind and being way too drawn out. But you know, I mean, they were they were okay enough. Uh, but besides those two kills, everything else in this was just fucking dumb. Uh, most of this cast just should not be allowed to act. The screenwriters should not be allowed to write dialogue because they don't know how humans talk. Uh, they, like nobody talks like this, and it is just boring. Like when your killer is, is the evil monster in a blonde girl's head that controls people like puppets. Maybe, you know, at least let it seem like a struggle, but it's not. It's just so fucking dumb. And I wasted, I wait, how long is it? I wasted like an hour and a half of Not my life on this. Set. Huh? Dave, can, can we at least agree it's uh, a Kevin Seven? No. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we can agree because it is a Kevin Seven because you, you just, you are just way too kind to trash. This is trash. <laughs> like there is nothing good in this movie. And it, it like this should, I can't believe this got made. I can't believe they gave somebody wasted money on this. They turned down interesting ideas made by people who uh, at least had the interesting ideas. They said, no, you can't have money, but you guys can make this piece of shit because this is just this is just shit in every way, shape or form. And uh, this should not be encouraged. No, don't don't encourage them. Don't watch this. And write AMC and say, bad AMC for picking up this piece of mediocre bullshit. Yeah. Fucking hated it. Especially the guy that played the dad. Dude. I just, like, I I felt bad for Michael Pear when he showed up. But whoever the actor is that plays the dad, I don't have the cast list in front of me. He was, he was, he was a special kind of just trash. Just stop. Stop acting. There is absolutely... No fucking excuse for being that fucking bad. None. None. So, yeah, I fucking hated that. I also watched Foe. I liked the book. Didn't care for the movie. I just, I just thought the change, they made the big change. Like, I guess I get why they did it, but it just kind of makes it all just that little bit. Huh. Er. And I can't say it without spoiling the big twist. <laughs> The big reveal. And I'm not going to do that to you. Uh, it might work for some people. Didn't work for me. Um, I don't know if it'll work for other people that have read the book. I, I just I just thought the change just didn't... Just didn't land. And that's just, you know, just for me. I, I like the cast. It was made competently enough. Just, you know... The way people react to things, I just, you know, just didn't work. Kind of took away from it for me. But that's just me. Your miles may vary. This week, we watched the 1970 Japanese horror film The Vampire Doll and the 1980 Japanese pinku Zoom In Sex Apartments, also known as Zoom In Rape Apartments. Why Why did you have to do the also known as Dave? Because everything put it under that other title and you guys keep calling it sex apartments, but everything else calls it rape apartments. So that's that's why I was getting us in line with everything else. 
Sorry. Uh, oh, I guess I got to go first, huh? Guess that's that's how this works this week. Craig's not here. You guys picked. I. Okay, I'm gonna go with Tyler's pick. Zoom in, rape apartments, also known as zoom in sex apartments. Uh, this was the directorial debut of Naosuke Kurosawa. Um, he would. Or she, they, I, I don't actually know anything about them as a human being except their name and that they would go on to make several other Pinku films. Uh, so, you know, yay for that. It's about uh, Seiko is living in an expensive new Tokyo apartment building. Uh but when her husband goes away, she takes up with the piano tuner she knows who lives on the same floor. Uh, turns. It's it's uh, and there's a rapist running around and the rapist then uh, burns his victims to death. And that's all you need to know about zoom in rape apartments. You know, I think. The idea of this movie, uh, I, I think there could have been like a fun little thriller made out of this, but that is not what we're given. <laughs> Instead, we are given a movie where we follow this woman just kind of stumble around and do nothing much. And then we follow her bo lover boyfriend i don't quite get their relationship or their draw to each other uh and you know they occasionally fuck and then she goes and she sees her female friend and they don't really talk about anything and eventually at one point they fuck uh, and then we watch the rape scenes that all involve then the person being burned in different and interesting ways like if they wanted to make a movie about a woman that suspected her lover of being a rapist and murderer, there are far better ways to approach the material. This is just approached very, very flatly. Like, none of it really lands. Um, and there's just some weird stuff, like a random woman urinating and eating vegetables out of a garbage bag. Like, wh why? There's I, I don't even remember her name. She shows up. She's a major force in the second half of this movie. I guess the last third, maybe. But, like, did she have a name? Was there anything, any reason behind anything she did? Except they wanted it to end a certain way? Like, Seiko's relationship with the piano tuner, just, like, there's nothing there. There's no reason for her to be, like, hanging around this guy, especially when she starts to suspect him of shit. Like, why go through all this for a dude who's just, you know, the affair you're having while your husband's out of town for, like, a week or two? Like, the whole movie, it's just, oh, I don't understand the approach to it. Uh, like, at least in the other Pinkus we've seen, they've had 
like setups and reasons people react the way they do to things. In this one, they just it's like they wrote the scenes for one, they wrote the sex scenes for another movie, and then they merged them together and instead of changing the runtime, they just cut out everything that made sense in the first script. It's it, it's not it's not good. It's not fun. Uh, of all the weird <laughs> pinku films we've watched in J- different Japanuaries, this was uh, probably my least favorite. I just, uh, you know, what was the one we watched last year with uh, the the table humping? Oh, um, shit! I'm fucking blind. Yeah. Shit, I can't remember the name of the it, fucking movie. Yeah, that was part of a series too. Like that, that was. Oh, Angel Guts, Red Porno. Angel Guts, Red Porno. The Angel Guts series, yeah. At least that had, like, some fun moments. There were some bits that, like, like Mr. Chairleg gets a lot of love. And it's like, okay, I can I, I can go with that. That This didn't even have that. Or uh, it was, like, the first Japanuary we watched, um, Anti-Porno. Like, yeah, I was on board with that. An art film fuck movie. Great. Uh, what was the the one with the girl that was abducted? That was a good one. Like, like to be fair, a lot of the pinkus we've watched have been quality. This was not. I was agreeing with you on this one, Dave, until the end kind of won me over. It has that weird veer into slight surrealism and and feels like a sort of guilt spurred fever dream um which isn't isn't much i get that but i feel it was too little too late they needed to do that like at the 20 minute mark not the hour and 15 mark yeah um, I was going to say, it is, it is too little too late, but it was just enough. Like, it at least made me feel as if I'd watched a film rather than yet another collection of Tyler's private clips <laughs> that he's stamped some title on and convinced us we need to cover on the podcast. So I didn't I didn't mind that. It's it's weird though. Like I've got that um that book that I can never read in public, the Behind the Pink Curtain. The the book is all about the pinky movies and Japanese erotic cinema. And it's a gorgeous book. I, I don't even mean that as a just a cheeky uh, reference to all the nudity through it. It's really beautiful. Uh, it's written by Jasper Sharp. It's like such a chunky, informed read, and I'll I'll never be able to read that because it's full of full of stills from Pinky movies and uh, showing off Japanese movie stars. So I'm assuming there's a, at least a few pages in there for the star of this, Irina Mayai, because her filmography. As um as well, did you go through her filmography? Did you see some of the titles? Uh, oh, I did. Yes. Yeah, likes of Sukiban Sex Violence, Confessions of a Female Secretary, Juice from the Fruit, 
Rape Me, Sexual Assault in a Hotel Room. That's that's all one title. Apartment Wife, Violated Skin. I, 1978, I Want to Be Raped. The, I mean, it's, it's a disturbing filmography. And she starred in the, the one that I feel is linked to this, the Zoom Up Rape Site film from 1979. I'm not saying they are uh, strongly connected installments of an ongoing franchise. Oh, but, but there, it is they, an ongoing franchise. There's like yeah. five or six after this one. And they have the same writer, uh, or at least two of them, Chio Katsura, who did Haosu. I mean, I thought that would also be enough to get your blood boiling, Dave. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love Haosu, and I was, also, and I I was, was aware. Also Obayashi's uh, daughter that helped write that, wasn't it? It was. I, I'm aware of his career, and I, mm. I, it's been, I was actually surprised we hadn't hit one of his pinkus before now. <laughs> um. So. At least I'm familiar with uh, Katsuro, though, uh, writing in a different way. I don't think I've seen anything else from this director, uh, Naosuke Kurosawa, unless Tyler's snuck anything by us. Yeah, this is... Um, as I say, there was enough here to eventually make me not so much like it, but feel that there was potential there that I felt was a bit better than the one with the the guy who was cracking eggs over some woman last year. What one was that, T? Was that Angel Guts? That was Angel Guts. Yeah. God. I can never quite make an omelette nowadays without feeling queasy. So thanks for that. Um, I, I thought it was a bit more to it, and it, I enjoyed, um, I mean, some of the imagery when, when the fire is involved is quite startling. The The sex stuff is, I, this brand of erotic cinema is always strange to me because I don't know who would get turned on by the kind of, uh, the grabbing and all the, like, lip smacking and, tongue twirling and sucking like even in the consensual sex scenes and then you've obviously got the assaults and then what actually stands out is the stuff with the fire which is you know unexpected extra nasty but quite an impressive extra element to throw into a film that you think is, is just going to be the the sex and the the horrible sex in between hopefully some moments that are bookended with better sex so it was a, a really strange mix and uh, came closer to to full on horror in those bits and I liked that I liked that finale with the weird random woman and fire coming from unexpected places. That's not to say I liked the film. <laughs> it still didn't raise the tide enough for me to feel like it. But I did get some memorable moments from this in the right ways compared to all the stuff 
that Tyler has made me watch that I've then tried to scrub from my brain for years. <laughs> That's me. So I picked this movie because I found the DVD at a local mom and pop DVD shop and um, I got it really cheap and January was coming up. So I'm going to pick it and make Dave and Kevin watch it. So that's that's why we're here right now. Um, It is funny, though, for a movie that features several blowtorches to the vagina and a pregnant woman burning to death randomly out of the blue. And as Dave said, the weirdest scene in the entire movie is a woman pissing while stuffing her face with rotten food from a garbage bag, watching a rapist throw a naked woman into an oven, followed by her riding a tricycle down the street of a small town. I mean, that was like some Freddy Got Fingered levels of weirdness there. I mean, sometimes I even surprise myself with these pics. Um, I like this movie, actually. Uh, I get that it's hard to review because essentially it's not a movie really meant to be reviewed. It's an hour long and 80% of the running time is fucking. But in between all the moaning and nipple pinching and quickies before going on bike races, there's a really mean-spirited, like, giallo-inspired exploitation flick deep down. I mean, even down to the black glove-wearing killer. The attack scenes are pretty nasty, but not nasty in like a gory way. There's not much gore on display here, if any at all. Just tonally, it's mean-spirited, and I dug it for that atmosphere alone. Um, There's a random lesbian scene thrown in with her friend that for some reason runs an RC car hobby shop. But random lesbian (laughs) sex scenes is on brand for me, so I put that in the win column. Yay. I don't really have much else to add. There's not much else to say about the movie. Uh, I mean, us discussing this movie is longer than the running time of the fucking thing. It's a uh, it's a Pinku film. And for the most part, you know what you're getting when you're watching a Pinku film. It's not the best one I've picked for the show, but I I think it's I think it's okay for the most part. It's it's not bad. I'm not going to sell the DVD. I'll keep it in my collection next to um I don't have any more rape apartment movies, but maybe one day I'll add to the rape apartment collection if there's any more of these movies. I don't know. I'll have to do my research on that. I mean, I hope not. Thank heavens for small mercies, Tyler. Am I? Uh, is this is this specifically tailored to obviously like male Japanese viewers? As you know, all, all of these pinku movies is is that the way they are by design? You know, I, I, I can't be the only one that watches these like, and thinks not turning me on at all literally i i assume that they're made for like you know 16 year olds who are easily impressed by any nipple shots all right and loose violence but i i guess my only uh exposure to them so far is from tile although i i bought the um sets that Tyler will be pleased by. <laughs> was, uh, you've seen them, haven't you, T? I showed you the photo. I think it was Third Window Films uh, released a few years ago. They released a few Pinku sets. Each one had two or three films in there. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. It just yeah, just for the just for the hell of it, really. I was supporting them as a company. And yeah, I've still not watched them until you'll one day make me watch them. 
Oh, most likely. I, I think every January I pick something fucking <laughs> smutty and gross. So yeah, it's it, it's definitely coming. Uh, is that me doing the vampire doll? Oh yes. Yes, it is. All right. So the vampire doll is about a young man who goes missing after visiting his girlfriend's isolated country home uh, and his sister and her boyfriend trace him to this creepy mansion. But their search becomes perilous when they uncover a gruesome family history. So Toho does hammer horror, right? That's what this is. Just Toho doing hammer. Uh, yeah, this was pretty good, guys. Uh, super gothic and atmospheric. I love that mansion setting, the hallways, the set design, that constant feeling of dread running throughout. It's really well shot, too. The, the colors in this are amazing. Just every frame of this movie is stylized. The lighting is wonderful. Yes, it's very light on plot. Definitely more style over substance, but because the style of it looks so fucking good, I just I really couldn't care less about the plot. The score is great uh, and it's really short and the pacing never falters once a blink and the movie's fucking over at what is this like 68 minutes? It's it's about the same running time as um, zoom in. So, uh, yeah, just after this ended, though, I just wanted to go watch more Japanese vampire movies because I really haven't seen that many Japanese vampire movies and I need to change that. I'd put this up there with some of the best that came out of Hammer, actually. Uh, shit, it may be even better than some of those. I mean, yeah, this was this was some truly great spooky stuff, Kevin. I just, I really like this one a lot. Nice. I also enjoyed this one. Um, I don't think I enjoyed it quite as much as Tyler. Like, I, I wouldn't put it on par with the best hammer released but it's pretty good I, I put it even with a lot of their mid-tier stuff uh, it's a totally different kind of vampire I mean I wouldn't say it's a vampire per se but you know that is the term they went for in the title because uh, what, what, what was the subtitle Dracula's something I can't recall. It's yeah, part it, of um, I've got the set called the Bloodthirsty Trilogy, okay. and uh, th there's definitely at least one with the name Dracula in the main title as well. Yeah, it flashed. It flashed something about Dracula on the screen. I meant to write it down, but you know, oh maybe I did. Give me. Let me look at my notes. That'd be a good thing. Oh yeah, Legacy of Dracula, Vampire Doll, uh, both on the screen at the same time. So I assume. At some point, that was a subtitle or supposed to be a series title that just didn't cross over. Uh, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I liked Ginzo, the Tor Johnson stand-in who sharpens his teeth like a Ferengi. I liked uh, Big Brother, who is like just so quick to run into the rain after ghosts he sees. I like the cars. I I like that the doctor was suitably creepy. I like the the big brother's sister, our nominal lead. Uh, yeah, I mean, my only problem is is her boyfriend was kind of the worst. But you know, I I just watched Zoom in Rape Apartments right before this, so in comparison, he was the best boyfriend I watched this week. <laughs> so you know, yay. 
Uh, I, yeah, I, I liked a lot of it. I liked the house. Uh, I liked how it, it looked. Like, there's so many day for night shots in here, and they don't work, but they're kind of wonderful in their way. <laughs> you know, when it doesn't, when it works, it, it can be great, but when it doesn't work, there can be a fun cheese factor to it, and that's what this has in spades. This this was a blast. There's just, I just don't have a lot to say about it, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, it's it's a different little vampire flick, and uh, worth looking up. Nice. Uh, as I say, it's been on my shelf for some time because uh, I picked up the the set. So the other two are called Lake of Dracula and The Evil of Dracula. But you know me, I wouldn't get to those without ah, watching the first one. Hence. So it makes sense that this was also called Legacy, Legacy of Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all done by director Michio Yamamoto. I I can't recall anything else I've seen from him. Uh, I'll say the same for writers Hiroshi Nagano and Ai Ogawa, but I could be misremembering many of the films that we've uh, we've covered, particularly in Japanuary, um, because they've got a fair few credits between them. But yeah, I I don't think I've uh, delved into a film that that really felt like uh, a Japanese take on traditional vampirism. I know it's not completely traditional, but of of that time, uh, kind of going for the feel and and the look. I I really love the look of the the vampire in this. I think it's I think it's great. It's very cool, very Salem's lot uh with that, which I, I really liked. Um the performances are generally good. I I think um as Dave said, there are you know, criticisms that could be made with the with the boyfriend, but we all want to zoom in this week, so it's uh, it's all relative. I liked how the um, I liked how the story developed in terms of our leads then meeting another character who explains his uh, open mindedness at the uh, potential for any supernatural shenanigans, and then. Uh, throughout the second half of the film, you get a few more revelations that are, that are quite uh, predictable, but also just quite well handled in the way things come together and how it leads to to the big ending. I I enjoyed it; it was very satisfying. You know, I and I still I still felt enough for the leads to root for them, even though we'd seen the start of the film and know that it's a bit silly for people to go anywhere where there might be a vampire and wonder about that place, kind of saying, hey, we think there's a vampire or some other shit going down here. Uh, yeah, I, I, still liked, I still liked the characters despite that kind of stuff going on. I was pleased to finally get to this and um, whether or not we do them in Japanuary, or I make time for them myself, I will at some point get to the sequels and finally 
finally enjoy the rest of that set. Yeah, go me. Yay. Well, it's it's time to pick one. For me, it's Vampire Doll. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm also going for Vampire Doll. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> Yay! I did not did not see that coming. <laughs> I mean, I, technically, Vampire Doll is a better movie. I, I went for the technical aspect this time, but yes, uh, it's it's technically a better movie than Rape Apartments. But I still liked Zoom In, so, <laughs> so, so just, uh, yeah. I, mean, I, went all over. I, thought, I thought if any film was going to get your vote, it was going to be the one with basically a vaginal flamethrower at one point. So <laughs> that's uh, a pleasant surprise for me. Uh, next week, we're doing something a little special. Kevin, do you, do you have any information on that? I've I've forgotten all about it already. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. Um, we received an email. Uh, so it's always nice to receive emails from uh, a Mr. Doug Roos, who had a film that he wondered if he wanted to check out. That film is a practical FX Japanese monster movie called, I'm going to pronounce it, Bakemono. I think that's that's good. Um, and yeah, as that slots nicely into Japanuary for us, we said we would. I have also already forewarned them that A, we're always honest, and B, we always have Dave with us. So we'll see how that goes. I'm going to pair that with uh, the live-action adaptation of uh, an anime and manga that I, I have heard of but I haven't seen, 2015's Assassination Classroom. Uh, apparently it's about middle schoolers trying to kill a monster alien in their classroom, which sounds, you know, ridiculous. And for the but special, also right up our street. Oh yeah, that that it just you know, it, and it sounds like it might pair well. Um, also, for the special this month, we are uh, returning to the films of Takashi Miike. Uh, I'm having a hard time picking. I've narrowed it down to a handful. So if you guys could give me a hand, Kevin, pick a number between one and five. Two. All right, we will not. Be watching Blues Harp. Tyler? Five. All right, we will not be watching Salaryman Yamamoto. Or, sorry, Salaryman Kintaro. Uh, Kevin, once more, one through three. Three. We won't be watching Like a Dragon. Uh, I think the Great Yokai War might be too nice to you guys. So uh, we're going to watch Fudo, The Next Generation. Yay. We had two options and you just dismissed one because you thought <laughs> the Great Yokai War would be too nice. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun one. Yeah, it is. Okay. 
It is. Well, since I just picked Assassinated Classroom, uh, Fudo is also about uh, middle school assassins. I was like, let's stay with the fucking theme. Yay. Right? Yeah. I, I'm I'm going with, like, bookends there, you know? Yay. I I have reasons for the things I do. Sometimes. We're on the gram. Raiders underscore of underscore the underscore podcast. We're on Facebook, where I sometimes remember to post up on Wednesdays. I remember this week. Uh, we have a YouTube channel where you can like, subscribe, and comment, and watch Kevin's totally awesome videos weekly. And you can always email us at Raiders of the Podcast at gmail.com. As always, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. See ya. See ya. See ya.